Testamentary succession. Wills. Last will and testament. A will is an act whereby a person is permitted with the formalities prescribed by law to control to a certain degree the disposition of the estate to take effect after his death. Personal act. The making of a will is a strictly personal act. It cannot be left in whole or in part uh, of the description of a third person or accomplished through the instrumentality of an agent or attorney. The duration of efficacy of the designation of years, devices, or legatis, or the determination of the portions which they are to take when referred to by name cannot be left to the discretion of the third person. The testator may entrust to a third person the distribution of a specific property or sums of money that he may leave in general to specified classes or causes and also the designation of the persons, institutions, or establishments to which such property or sums are to be given or applied. The testator may not make a testamentary disposition in such manner that another person has to determine whether or not it is to, to be operative. Rules of Interpretation Different interpretation if a testamentary disposition admits of different interpretation in case of doubt that interpretation by which the disposition is to be operative shall be uh, preferred. Imperfect description, no person property exactly answers the description. When there is an imperfect description or when no person or property exactly answers the description, mistakes and omission must be corrected. If the error appears from the context of the will or from extrinsic evidence, including the oral declaration of the testator as to intention, and when uncertainty arises uh, upon the face of the will and the application of any of its permission, the testator's intention is to be ascertained from the words of the will, taking into consideration the circumstances under which it was made, excluding such oral declarations. Ordinary and grammatical sense, the words of a will are to be taken in their ordinary and grammatical sense unless a clear intention to use them in another sense can be guarded and that other can be ascertained. Technical words in a will are to be taken in their technical sense unless the context clearly indicates a contrary intention or unless it is satisfactorily appears that it was unacquainted with such technical sense. To give every expression some effect, prevent intestacy, the words of a will are to receive an interpretation which will give to every expression some effect, rather than one which will render any of the expressions inoperative and of two modes of interpreting a will that is to be preferred which will prevent intestacy. Separability with exception. The invalidity of one of several dispositions contained in a will does not result in the invalidity of the other dispositions unless it is to be presumed that the testator would not have made such dispositions if the first invalid disposition had not been made. Property acquired after making of a will Property acquired after making of a will shall only pass thereby, as if the testator had possessed it at the time of making the will, should it expressly appear by the will that such was his intention. Scope of interest. Every device or legacy shall cover all the interests which the testator could devise or bequeath in the property disposed of, unless it clearly appears from the will that he intended to convey a less uh, interest. And the formalities of the will. The validity of a will as to its form depends upon the observance of the law in force at the time of it, it is made. Testator's capacity and intent. Who may be a testator? Requirements. A. Those not prohibited by law. All persons who are not expressly prohibited by law may make a will. B. 
age of majority, persons of either sex under 18 years of age cannot make a will. C. Sound mind. In order to make a will, it is essential that the testator be of sound mind at the time of its execution. 1. What constitutes a sound mind? To be of sound mind, it is not necessary that the testator be in full possession of all his reasoning faculties, or that his mind be wholly unbroken, unimpaired, or unshattered by disease, injury, or other cause. It shall be sufficient if the testator was able, at the time of making the will, to know the nature of the estate to be disposed of, the proper objects of his bounty, and the character of the testamentary act. Second, burden of proof. The law presumes that every person is of sound mind in the absence of proof to the contrary. The burden of proof that the testator was not of sound mind at the time of making his disposition is on the person who opposes the uh, probate of the will. But if the testator, one month or less before making his will, was publicly known to be insane, the person who maintains the validity of the will must prove that the testator made it during the lucid interval. Supervening Capacity Supervening capacity does not invalidate an effective will, nor is uh, the will of an incapable validated by supervening of capacity. Married woman A married woman may make a will without the consent of her husbands and without the authority of the court. A married woman may dispose by will all of her separate property as well as her share of the conjugal partnership or absolute community property. Forms of will. Notarial will. It is in writing in a language dialect known to the testator. Every will must be in writing and executed in language or dialect known to the testator. Subscribed by testator. Attested by at least three witnesses. Every will other than holographic will must be subscribed at the end thereof by the testator himself or by the testator's name written by some other person in his presence and by his express direction and attested and subscribed by three or more credible witnesses in the presence of the testator and of one another. The testator or the person requested by him to write his name and the instrumental witnesses of the will shall also sign, as a person is in every phase thereof, except the last on the left margin, and all the pages shall be numbered Correlatively, in letters placed on the upper part of its page, the attestation shall state the number of pages used upon which the will is written and the fact that the testator signed the will and every page thereof or caused some other person to write his name under his express direction in the presence of the instrumental witnesses and that the latter witness and signed the will and all the pages thereof in the presence of the testator and of one another. If the attestation clause is in language not known to the witness, it shall be interpreted to them. Acknowledged before a notary public. Additional requirements if applicable. Deep mute uh, testator. If the testator be deep or deep mute, he must personally read the will if able to do so. Otherwise, he shall designate two persons to read it and communicate to him in some practicable manner the contents thereof. Blind testator. If the testator is blind, the will shall be read to him twice, once by one of the subscribing witnesses, and again by the notary public before whom uh, the will is acknowledged. Substantial compliance. 
in the absence of bad faith, forgery, or fraud, or undue and improper pressure and influence, defects and imperfections in the form of attestation or in the language used therein shall not render the will invalid. If it is proved that the will was in fact executed and attested in substantial compliance with all the requirements of Article 805. Holographic Will A. Sole requirement entirely written, dated, signed by the testator. 1. No other condition. A person may execute a holographic will which must be entirely written, dated, and signed by the hand of the testator himself. It is subject to no other form and may be made in, out, or in or out of the Philippines and need not be witnessed. Second, during probate, two witnesses for handwriting verification. In the probate of a holographic will, it shall be necessary that at least two witnesses who knows the handwriting and signature of the testator explicitly declare that the will and the signature are in the handwriting of the testator. If the will is contested, at least three of such witnesses shall be required. In the absence of any competent witness referred to in the preceding paragraph, and if the court deem it necessary, expert testimony may be resorted. Third, dated and signed by testator. In holographic wills, the disposition of the testator written below the signature must uh, be dated. And the last disposition has signature and date. Such date validates the disposition preceding it or preceding it, whatever be the time of prior dispositions. Fourth, insertion, cancellation, erasure, and alteration. In case of any insertion, cancellation, erasure, or alteration in a holographic will, the testator must authenticate the same by his full signature. 5. Foreign country. When a Filipino is in a foreign country, he is authorized to make a will in any of the forms established by the law of the country in which he may be, such will may be prohibited in the Philippines. Joint wills prohibited by Article 818 executed by Filipino in a foreign country shall not be valid in the Philippines, even though authorized by the laws of the country where they may have been executed. Foreigner or alien. The will of an alien who is abroad produces effect in the Philippines if made with the formalities prescribed by law of the place in which he resides or according to the formalities observed in his country or in conformity with those which the court prescribes. A will made in the Philippines by a citizen or subject of another country which is executed in accordance with the law of the country of which he is citizen or subject and which might be proved and allowed by the law of his own country that uh, have the same effect as executed according to the laws of uh, the Philippines. 7. No joint will. Two or more persons cannot make a will jointly or in the same instruments either for their reciprocal benefit or for the benefit of third person, with prohibited or wills prohibited by the preceding article executed by Filipino and foreign countries and valid in the Philippines, even though authorized by the laws of the country where they will have executed. Witness to wills. Who may be witness? Requirements. Any person of sound mind and of the age of 18 years or more and not blind. Second, disqualified. The following are disqualified from being witness to a will. Any person not domiciled in the Philippines. Second, those who have been convicted of falsification of document, perjury, or false testimony. Third, competent at the time of attesting. If the witnesses attesting the execution of a will are competent at the time of attesting their, uh, their becoming subsequently incompetent, shall not prevent the allowance of the will. 
Fourth, the third or the three witness requirement if one witness has conflict of interest. If a person attests the execution of will to whom or to whose spouse or parent or child, a device or legacy is given by such will, such device or legacy shall be or shall so far only as concerns such person or spouse or parent or child of such person or anyone claiming under such person or spouse or parent or child be void unless there are three other competent witnesses to such will. However, such persons so attesting shall be admitted as a witness as if such device or legacy had not been made or given. Creditors as witnesses. A mere charge on the estate of the testator for the payment of debts due to uh, at the time of the testator's death does not prevent these creditors from being competent witnesses to his will. Codicils and incorpora incorporation by reference. A codicil is supplement or addition to a will made after the execution of a will and annexed to be taken as part thereof, by which disposition made in the original will is explained, added to or altered. In order that codicil may be effected, it shall be executed as in the case of a will. Incorporate or incorporates by reference of uh, by reference a document or paper. If a will executed as required by this code incorporates into itself by reference any document or paper, such document or paper shall not be considered a part of the will unless the following requisites are present. 1. The document or paper referred to in the will must be in the existence at the time of uh, execution of the will. Second, the will must clearly describe and identify the shame, stating among other things the number of pages thereof. Third, it must be identified by clear and satisfactory proof as the document or paper referred to the, therein. And fourth, it must be signed by the testator and the witnesses on its and every page except in case of voluminous books of account or inventories. Revocation of wills and testamentary dispositions. When may be revoked? A will may be revoked uh, by the testator at any time before his death. Any waiver or restriction of the right is void. Second, where revocation done outside the Philippines. A revocation done outside the Philippines by a person who does not uh, have the domicile in the country is valid when it is done according to the law of the place where the will is made or according to the law of the place in which the testator had his domicile at the time, and if the revocation takes place in the country, when it is in accordance with the provision of his code, how revocation is made. No will shall be revoked except in the following cases. 1. By implication of law or, second, by some will, codicil, or other writing executed as provided in case of wills. Or, third, by burning, tearing, cancelling, or obliterating the will with the intention of revoking it by the testator himself or by some other person in his presence and by his express direction. If burned, turned, cancelled, or obliterated some other person without the express direction of the testator, the will may still be established and the estate distributed in accordance therewith. If its contents and due execution and the pack of the unauthorized destruction, cancellation, or obliteration are established according to the rules of court. Subsequent wills. Subsequent wills uh, which do not revoke the previous ones in the express manner or annul only such disposition and the, and the prior wills are as 
inconsistent with the contrary to those contained in the latter wills. Revival If after making a will, the testator makes a second will expressly revoking the first, the revocation of the second will does not review the first will, which can be revived only by another will or codicil. Allowance and disallowance of wills Probate proceedings allowance of wills No will shall pass either real or personal property unless it is proved and allowed in accordance with the rules of court. The testator himself may, during his lifetime, petition the court having jurisdiction for the allowance of his will. In such case, the pertinent provisions of the rules of court for the allowance of wills after the testator's death shall govern. The Supreme Court shall promulgate such additional rules of court as may be necessary for the allowance of wills on petition of the testator. Subject to the right of appeal, the allowance of the will, either during the lifetime of the testator or after his death, shall be conclusive as its due execution. Grounds of Disallowance The will shall be disallowed in any of the following cases if the formalities required by law have not been complied with, if the testator was insane or otherwise mentally incapable of making a will at the time of its execution, it is, uh, if it was executed through force or undue duress or the influence of fear or threats if it was produced by undue and improper pressure and influence on the part of the beneficiary or some other person, if the signature of the testator was procured by fraud, and if the testator acted by mistake or did not intend that the instrumental or the, the instrument decide should be his will at the time of affixing his signature thereto. Institution of Ears Institution of heirs is an act by virtue of which a testator designates in his will the person or persons who are to succeed him in his property and transmissible rights and obligations. Designation by name and surname. The testator shall designate the heir by his name and surname, and when there are two persons having the same names, he shall indicate some circumstance by which the instituted heir may be known, even though the testator may have omitted the name of the heir, should he designate him in such manner that there can be no doubt as to who has been instituted, the institution shall be valid. Error in name, surname, and circumstances an error in the name, surname, or circumstances of the ear shall not vitiate the institution when it is possible in any other manner to know with certainty the person instituted. If among persons having the same names and surnames, there is a similarity of circumstances in such a way that even with the use of the other proof the person instituted cannot be identified, none of them shall be an ear. A non-person Every disposition in favor of a non-person shall be void unless by some event or circumstances his identity becomes certain. However, a disposition in favor of a dependent class or group of persons shall be valid. Without designation, equal parts. Heirs instituted without designation of shares shall inherit in equal parts. How about if there is no instituted heir or incomplete institution? A will shall have been valid even though it should not contain an institution of an heir or such institution should not comprise the entire estate and even though the person so instituted should not accept the inheritance or should be incapacitated to succeed. In such cases, the testamentary disposition made in accordance with law shall uh, be in such cases the testamentary uh, disposition made in accordance with law shall be complied with and the remainder of the estate shall pass to the legal heirs. Compulsory heirs 
no compulsory heirs. One who has no compulsory heirs may dispose by will of all his estate or any uh, part of and in favor of any person having capacity to succeed with compulsory heirs. One who has compulsory heirs may dispose of his estate provided he does not contravene the provision of his code with regard to the legitim of said heirs. Rules of Interpretation Heirs instituted collectively when the testator institutes some heirs individually and others collectively as when he says, I designate as my heirs A and B and the children of C, those collectively designated shall be considered as individually instituted unless it clearly appears that the intention of the testator was otherwise. Institution of siblings, full blood and half blood. If the testator should institute his brothers and sisters and he has some full bloods, or he, uh, he has some of full blood in others of half blood, the inheritance shall be distributed equally unless a different intention appears. Institution of person and his children. When the testator calls to the succession a person and his children, they are all deemed to have been instituted simultaneously and not successively. False cause for institution. The statement of false cause for the institution one year shall be considered as not written unless it acts appears from the will that the testator would not have made such institution if he had known the falsity of such cause. Institution of only one ear limited to an aliquot part. If the testator has instituted only one ear and the institution is limited to an aliquot part of the inheritance, legal succession takes place with respect to the remainder of the estate. The same rule applies if the testator has instituted several ills, it's being limited to an aliquot part and all the parts do not cover the whole inheritance. Institution is with intent to whole estate but aliquot part do not cover whole inheritance. If it was the intention of the testator that the instituted heirs should become sole heirs to the whole estate or the whole free portion as the case may be in each of them has been instituted to an aliquot part of the inheritance and the aliquot parts together do not cover the whole inheritance or the whole free portion, its part shall be increased proportionally. Institution of heirs whose combined aliquot parts exceed whole inheritance. In each of the instituted heirs has been given an aliquot part of the inheritance, and the parts together exceed the whole inheritance or the whole free person, as the case may be, its part shall be reduced proportionally. Preterition or omission of compulsory heir in direct line. The preterition or omission of one sum or all of the compulsory heirs in the direct line whether living at the time of the execution of the will or born after the death of the testator shall annul the institution of heir, but the devices and legacies shall be valid insofar as they are uh, not inofficious. Death of omitted compulsory heirs before testator If the omitted compulsory heir should die before the testator, the institution shall be effectual without prejudice to the right of representation. Share of omitted compulsory heirs. The share of a child or descendant omitted in a will must first be taken from the part of the estate not disposed by the will. If any, if that is not sufficient so much as may be necessary, must be taken proportionally from the shares of the other compulsory heirs. Death of voluntary heir before the testator. A voluntary heir who dies before the testator transmit nothing to his heirs. A compulsory heir who dies before the testator a person incapacitated to succeed and one who renounces the inheritance shall transmit no right to his own heirs except in cases expressly provided for in this code. Substitution of heirs 
substitution is the appointment of another heir so that he may enter into the inheritance in default of the uh, of the heir originally instituted that the stator may designate one or more person to substitute the heir or heirs instituted in case such heir or heirs should die before him or should not wish or should be incapacitated to accept the inheritance modes of substitution of heirs simple or common brief or compendious reciprocal or pedicomissary classification of modes simple substitution a simple substitution without a statement of the cases to which it refers shall comprise that uh, three mentioned in the preceding paragraph unless the testator has otherwise provided. Pedicomissary uh, substitution. A pedicomissary substitution by virtue of which the fiduciary or first heir instituted is entrusted with the obligation to preserve and to transmit to a second heir the whole or part of the inheritance shall be valid and shall take effect provided such substitution does not go beyond one degree from the heir originally instituted and provided further that the fiduciary or first heir and the second heir are living at the time of the death of the testator. Simple Substitution Number of substitutes. Two or more persons may be substituted for one and one person for two or more heirs. Reciprocal substitution. If heirs instituted in an equal share should be reciprocally substituted, the substitute shall acquire the share of the heir who dies, renounces, or is incapacitated unless it clearly appears that the intention of the testator was otherwise. If there are more than one substitute, they shall have the same share in the substitution as in the institution. Substitute subject the same charges and condition. The substitute shall be subject to the same charges and conditions imposed upon the instituted heir unless and the testator have expressly provided the contrary or the charges or conditions are personally applicable only to the heir instituted. Pedicomissary Substitution First heir as fiduciary. A pedicomissary substitution by virtue of which the fiduciary or first heir instituted is entrusted with obligation to preserve and to transmit the second heir, the whole part of the inheritance. Requirements The one degree limitation, the pedicomissary substitution shall be valid and shall take effect provided such substitution does not go beyond one degree from the heir originally instituted. Second heir is living at the time of the death of the testator. Number two. Provided further that the fiduciary or first heir and the second heir are living in the time of the death of the testator, cannot burden or be cannot burden legitim. A pedicomissary of substitution can never burden the legitim. And C. It is expressly made. Every pedicomissary substitution must be expressly made in order that it may be valid. And D. No deductions unless otherwise provided. The fiduciary shall be obliged to deliver the inheritance to the second heir without other deduction than those which arise from legitimate expenses, credits, and improvements, save in the case where the testator has provided otherwise. As to second heir, a right to succession upon death of testator. The second heir shall acquire a right to the succession from the time of the testator's death, even though he should die before the fiduciary. B. Right is transmissible to heirs. The right of the second heir shall pass to his heirs. Void pedicomissary substitution. Grounds for nullity. The following shall not take effect. Pedicomissary substitution which are not made in an excess manner either by giving them this name 
or imposing upon the fiduciary the absolute obligations to deliver the property to a second heir. Second, provisions which contain a perpetual prohibition to alienate and even if temporary one beyond the limit fixed in Article 863. Third, those which impose upon the heir the charge of paying to various persons successively beyond the limit prescribed in Article 863 a certain income or pension. Fourth, those which have or leave to a person the whole part of the hereditary property and order that he may apply or invest the same according to the secret instructions communicated to him by the testator. Effects of nullity The nullity of the happy commissary substitution does not prejudice the validity of institution of the heirs first designated. The happy commissary clause shall simply be considered as not written. Ownership and use of practice to different persons a provisions whereby the testator leaves to a person the whole or part of the inheritance and to another the use of rock shall be valid. If he gives the use of rock to various persons not simultaneously but successively, the provision of Article 863 shall apply. The 20-year limitation on inalienability. The dispositions of the testator declaring all parts of the estate inalienable for more than 20 years are void. Conditional testamentary dispositions and testamentary dispositions with a term. 1. For a condition, certain purpose or cause. The institution of an heir may be made conditionally or for a certain purpose or cause. 2. Designation of day or time when to commencement or cease. The designation of the day or time when the effects of the institution of an heir shall commence or cease shall be valid. In both cases, the legal heir shall be considered as called to the succession until the arrival of the period or its expiration, but in the first case he shall not enter into possession of the property until after having given sufficient security with the intervention of the instituted heir. Void Conditions 1. Charge on Legitimes The testator cannot impose any charge, condition, or substitution whatsoever upon the legitimes prescribing this code. Should he do so, the same shall be considered as not imposed. Second, impossible conditions. Third, contrary to law. Fourth, contrary to good customs. Impossible conditions and those contrary to law or good customs shall be considered as not imposed and shall in no manner prejudice the heir even if the testator should otherwise provide. Five, provision against marriages with exceptions. An absolute condition not to contract a first or subsequent marriage shall be considered as not written unless such condition has been imposed on the widow or widower by the deceased spouse or by the latter's ascendants or descendants. Nevertheless, the right of the use of rock or an allowance or some personal prestation may be devised or bequeathed to any person for the time during which he or she should remain unmarried or an widow home. 6. Requiring heir to make provisions in his own will favorable to the testator or other person. Any disposition made upon the condition that the heir shall make some provisions and his will in favor of the testator or of any other person shall be void. Any purely protestative condition imposed upon an heir must be fulfilled by him as soon as he learns as the testator's death. This rule shall not apply when the condition already complied with cannot be fulfilled again. Casual or mixed conditions. Happening or fulfillment before after death, unless otherwise provided. 
if the condition is casual or mixed, it shall be sufficient if it happens or be fulfilled at any time before or after the death of the testator unless he has provided otherwise. Second, existence of event or fulfillment during making a will. A. Testator is unaware. Should it have existed or should it have been fulfilled at the time the will was executed and the testator was unaware thereof, it shall be deemed as complied with. Third, testator is aware. If he had knowledge thereof, the condition shall be considered fulfilled only when it is of such a nature that can no longer exist or be complied with again. D. Suspensive condition. Disposition under a suspensive condition or term. A disposition with a suspensive term does not prevent the instituted ear from acquiring his rights and transmitting them to his ears even before the arrival of the term. Second, ear under a suspensive condition or term. If the ear be instituted under a suspensive condition or term, the estate shall be placed under administration until the condition is fulfilled or until it becomes certain that it cannot be fulfilled or until the arrival of the term. Potestative condition. Security required. If the potestative condition imposed upon the heir is negative or consider is not doing or not giving something, he shall comply by giving a security that will not do or give that which he has been prohibited by that testator, and that in case of contravention, he will return whatever he may have received together with the fruits and interests. Second, under administration, if no security. The same shall be done if the heir does not give the security required in the preceding article. Statement on the object of institution, application, charge. 1. Testator's intention. The statement of the object of the institution or the application of the property left by the testator or the charge imposed by him shall not be considered as a condition unless it appears that such was his intention. 2. Security prior to claiming. That which has been left in this manner may be claimed or once provided as a, or uh, that the instituted heir or his heirs give security for compliance with the wishes of the testator and for the return of anything he or they may receive together with its fruits and interests if he or they should regard this obligation. Third, most then logos and inconformity or the substantial compliance. When without the fault of the heir, an institution referred to the preceding article cannot take effect in the exact manner stated by the testators, it shall be complied with in a manner most analogous to and in conformity with the wishes. If the person interested in the condition should uh, prevent its fulfillment without the fault of the heir, the condition shall be deemed to have been complied with. Fourth, rule on conditional obligations, supplementary application. Conditions imposed by the testator upon the heir shall be governed by the rules established for conditional obligations in all matters not provided for by the section. Legitim Legitim is that part of the testator's property which he cannot dispose of because the law has reserved it for certain heirs who are therefore called compulsory heirs. 1. Compulsory heirs. The following are compulsory heirs. 1. Legitimate children and descendants with respect to their legitimate parents and ascendants. Second, in default of the foregoing, legitimate parents and ascendants with respect to their legitimate children and descendants. Third, 
the widow or widower. Fourth, acknowledge the natural child, children and natural children by legal fiction. Fifth, other legitimate children referred to in Article 287. Compulsory heirs mentioned in number 3, 4, and 5 are not excluded by those in number 1 and 2, neither do they exclude one another. In all cases of illegitimate children, their filiation must be duly proved. The father or mother or illegitimate children of the three classes mentioned shall inherit from them in the manner and to the extent established by this code. Legitim of compulsory heirs 1. Legitimated children and descendants The legitimate of legitimate children and descendants consists of one half of the hereditary estate of the father and the mother. The latter may freely dispose of the remaining half subject to the rights of uh, illegitimate children and of the surviving spouse as enacted provided. 2. Legitimate parents or ascendants the legitimate of legitimate parents or ascendants consists of one half of the hereditary estates of their children and descendants. The children or descendants may freely dispose of the other half, subject to the rights of illegitimate children and of the surviving spouse as herein of their provided. A. How divided? The legitimate reserved for the legitimate parents shall be divided between them equally. If one of the parents should have died, the whole shall pass to the survivor. If the testator leaves neither father nor mother, but is survived by ascendance of equal degree of the paternal and maternal lines, the legitimate shall be divided equally between both lines. If the descendants should be of different degrees, it shall pertains entirely to the ones nearest in degree of uh, either line. B. Special rule, uh, Reserva Troncal. The ascendant who inherits from his descendant or descendant any property which the latter may have acquired by gratuitous title from another ascendant or a brother or sister is obliged to reserve such property as may have acquitted or must as he may have acquired by operation of law for the benefit of relatives who are within the third degrees and who belong to the line from which said property came. The three lines of transmission. There are three lines of transmission in Reserva Troncal. The first transmission is by gratuitous title, whether by inheritance or donation from an ascendant or brother or sister to a descendant called the prepositos. The second transmission is by operation of law from the propositos to the other ascendant or reservoir, also called the reservista. The third and last transmission is from the reservista to the reservis or reservatorios, who must be relatives within the third degree from which the property came. Article 891 simply requires that the property should have been acquired by the descendant or prepositos uh, from a descendant by gratuitous or lucrative title. A transmission is gratuitous or by gratuitous title when the recipient does not give anything in return. Second, the persons involved. The person involved in Reserva Truncal are 1. The ascendant or brother or sister from whom the property was received by the descendant by lucrative or gratuitous title. Second, the descendant or prepositos or propositos who received the property. Third, the reservoir 
or the reservista, the other ascendant who obtained the property from the propositos by operation of law, and fourth, the reservi or the reservitario who is within the third degree from the prepositos and who belongs to the lines or tronco from which the property came and for whom the property should be reserved by the reserva or by the reservor. Third, legitimate children or descendant and widower. A. Where only one legitimate child. If only one legitimate child or descendant of the deceased survives, the widow or widower shall be entitled to one-fourth of the hereditary estates. In case of legal separation, the surviving spouse may inherit it uh, was the deceased who had given cause for the same. B. Where at least two legitimate children or descendants. If there are two more legitimate children or descendants, the surviving spouse shall be entitled to a portion equal to the legitimate of uh, each of the legitimate children or descendants. C. Surviving spouse uh, shares from pre-portion. In both cases, the legitimate of the surviving spouse shall be taken from the portion that can be freely disposed by the testator. 4. Legitimate ascendants plus surviving spouse. A. One port to surviving spouse from pre-fusion. If the testator leaves no legitimate descendants but leaves legitimate ascendants, the surviving spouse or spouse shall have a right to one port of the hereditary estate. The port shall be taken from the pre-fusion of the estate. 5. Illegitimate children plus surviving spouse. A. One-third to surviving spouse. If the testator leaves illegitimate children, the surviving spouse shall be entitled to one-third to surviving spouse. Uh, again, if the testator leaves illegitimate children, the surviving spouse shall be entitled to one-third of the hereditary estate of the deceased and the illegitimate children to another third. The remaining third shall be at the pre-presposal of the testator. 6. Illegitimate children plus illegitimate children. A. Illegitimate children gets one half of the legitimate or uh, of legitimate children. The legitimate of its of the acknowledged nature children and its of the natural children by legal fiction shall consist of one half of the legitimate of its of the legitimate children or legitimate children or descendants. The legitimate of an illegitimate child who is neither an acknowledged natural nor a natural child by legal fiction shall be equal in every case to four-fifths of the legitimate of an acknowledged natural child. B. Illegitimate children's share from pre-portion. C. Legitimate or surviving spouse uh, takes priority. The legitimate or the legitimate of the illegitimate children shall be taken from the portion of the estate of the pre-disposal of the testator, provided that in no case shall be uh, total legitimate of such illegitimate children exceed the pre-portion and the legitimate of the surviving spouse must first be fully satisfied. 7. Illegitimate children plus legitimate parents or ascendants. A. One porto illegitimate children from pre-portion. Illegitimate children who may survive with legitimate parents or ascendants of the deceased shall be entitled to one-fourth of the hereditary estate to be taken from the portion of the predisposal of the testator. 8. Widower, widow or widower plus illegitimate children and or descendants plus illegitimate children. A. Equal share for widower or widow 
plus legitimate children from free portion. When the widow or widower survives with legitimate children or descendants, and acknowledge natural children or natural children by legal fiction, such surviving spouse shall be entitled to a portion equal to the legitimate of its delegitimate children, which must be taken from the part of the estates which the testator can freely dispose of. If the widow or widower survives with legitimate children or descendants and with illegitimate children other than acknowledged natural or natural children by legal fiction, the share of the surviving spouse shall be the same as the provided in the preceding article. 8. Widower plus legitimate parents or ascendants plus illegitimate children. A. 1.8 to surviving spouse from pre-portion. When the widow or widower survives with legitimate parents or ascendants and with illegitimate children, such surviving spouse shall be entitled to one-eighth of the hereditary estate of the deceased which must be taken from the free portion, and the illegitimate children shall be entitled to one-fourth of the estate which uh, shall be taken also from the disposable portion. That the testator may freely dispose of the remaining one-eighth of the estate. B. One-fourth to illegitimate children from free portion. When the widow or widower survives with legitimate parents or ascendants and with illegitimate children, such surviving spouse shall be entitled to one-eighth of the hereditary estate of the deceased, which must be taken from the free portion, and the illegitimate children shall be entitled to one-fourth of the estate, which shall be taken also from the disposable portion, that the state may freely dispose of the remaining one-eighth of the estate. 9. Widower or widow as sole survivor. A. One half of estate of deceased partner. If the only survivor is the widow or widower, see, or he shall be entitled to one half of the hereditary estate of the deceased spouse, and the testator may freely dispose of the other half. B. One third of estate of deceased partner when death within three months of marriage in articulo mortis, with exception. If the marriage between the surviving spouse and the testator was solemnized by Articulo Mortis and the testator died within three months from the time of the marriage, the legitimate of the surviving spouse as the sole heir shall be one-third of the hereditary estate except when they have been living as husband and wife for more than five years. In the latter case, the legitimate of the surviving spouse shall be that specified in the preceding paragraph. 10. Illegitimate children. One-half to illegitimate children. When the testator dies leaving illegitimate children and no other compulsory heirs, such illegitimate children shall have a right to one half of the hereditary estate of the deceased. The other half shall be at the predisposal of the testator. B. Right transmissible to descendants. The rights of illegitimate children set forth in the preceding articles are transmitted upon their death to their descendants whether legitimate or illegitimate. 10. Parents of illegitimate child as descendant. A. One half to parents, if no descendants nor widower. The legitimate of the parents who have an illegitimate child, when such child leaves neither legitimate descendants nor a surviving spouse nor illegitimate children, is one half of the hereditary estate of such illegitimate child. B. Surviving children exclude parents. If only legitimate or illegitimate children are left, the parents are not entitled to any legitimate whatsoever. C. Widower plus parents. 1. One port to parents. One port to surviving spouse. 
if only the widow or widower survives with parents of the illegitimate child, the illegitimate of the parents is one-fourth of the retired estate of the child, and that of the surviving spouse also one-fourth of the estate. Legitimate required to be given. 1. No deprivation and with exceptions. The testator cannot deprive his compulsory heirs of their legitimate except in cases expressly specified by law. Second, no burdens, encumbrance, condition, or substitution. Neither can be imposed upon the same any burden, encumbrance, condition, or substitution of the kind whatsoever. Third, renunciation or compromise of legitimate. Void. Every renunciation or compromise as regards to a future legitimate between the person owing it and his compulsory heirs is void and the latter may claim the same upon the death of the former, but they must bring to collation whatever they may have received by virtue of the renunciation or compromise. Fourth, right of compulsory heir to demand complete legitimate. Any compulsory heir to whom the testator has left by any title less than the legitimate belonging to him may demand at the same time be fully satisfied. Five, reduction of testamentary dispositions that impair or diminish legitimate. Testamentary dispositions that impair or diminish the legitimate of the compulsory heirs shall be reduced on petition of the same, insofar as they may be inopitious or excessive. 6. Valuation of the property. To determine the legitimate, the value of the property left at the death of the testator shall be considered, deducting all debts and charges when shall not include those imposed in the will. To the net value of the retired estate shall be added the value of all donations by the testator that are subject to collation at the time he made them. 7. Donations A. To children chargeable to their legitimate. 1. Legitimate children. Donation given to children shall be charged to their legitimate. 2. Illegitimate children subject to reduction if exceeds pre-portion. Donations which an illegitimate child may have received during the lifetime of his father or mother shall be charged to his legitimate. Should they exceed the portion that can be freely disposed of, they shall be uh, they shall be reduced in a manner prescribed by this code. B. To strangers chargeable to pre-portion. Donation made to strangers shall be charged to the part of the estate of which the testator could have disposed by his last will, insofar as they may be inofficious or may exceed the part of the estate by which the testator could have disposed by his last will. Insofar as they may be inofficious or may exceed the disposable portion, this shall be reduced according to the rules established by this code. C. Reduction of legitim. After the legitim has been determined in accordance with the three preceding articles, the reduction shall be made as follows. 1. Donations shall be respected as long as the legitim can be covered, reducing or annulling, if necessary, the devices or legacies made in the will. 2. The reduction of the devices or legacies shall be pro rata, without any distinction whatever, if the testator has directed that a certain device or legacy be paid in preference to others, it shall not suffer any reduction until the latter have been applied in full to the payment of the legitimate. Third, 
if the device or legacy consists of a usufruct or life annuity whose value may be considered greater than that of the disposable portion, the compulsory heirs may choose between complying with the testamentary provision and delivering to the device or legacy the part of the inheritance of which the testator could freely dispose. 1. Real Property if the device subject to reduction should consist of real property uh, which cannot conveniently divided, it shall go to the device if the reduction does not uh, ab absorb one or one half of its value and in contrary case to the compulsory heirs but the former and the latter shall reimburse its other in cash for what respectively belongs to them. Second, devices right to return property. Conditions. The device who is entitled to a legitim may retain the entire property provided the value does not exceed that of the disposable portion and of the share pertaining to him as legitim. Third, effects of non-exercise of right to retain property. Four, when property may be sold at public auction. If the heirs or devices do not choose to avail themselves of the right granted by the preceding article, any heir or device who did not have such right may exercise it, should the latter nor makes use of it. The property shall be sold at public auction at the instance of any one of the interested party. And D. Free portion. The testator may devise and bequeath the free portion as he may deem fit. Legal or intestate succession Legal or intestate succession takes place 1. If a person dies without a will or with a void will or one which has subsequently lost its validity. 2. When the will does not institute an heir to or dispose of the, all the property belonging to the testator, in such case legal succession shall take place only with respect to the property of which the testator has not disposed. 3. If the suspended condition attached to the institution of the of heir does not happen or is not fulfilled, or if the heir dies before the testator or repudiates the inheritance, there being no substitution and no right of accretion takes place. Fourth, when the heir instituted is incapable of succeeding, except in cases provided in this code. Absence of Testamentary Heirs in default of testamentary heirs, the law vests the inheritance in accordance with the rules in after set forth in the legitimate and illegitimate relatives of the deceased, in the surviving spouse, and in the state. Rule on Exclusion In every inheritance, the relative nearest in degree excludes the more distant ones, saving the right of representation when it properly takes place. Relatives in the same degree shall inherit an equal share subject to the provisions of Article 106 with respect to relatives of the pool and half-blood and of Article 987, Paragraph 2 concerning division between the paternal and maternal lines. Relationship In general, A. How proximity is determined Proximity of relationship is determined by the number of generations. B. Its generation a degree. Its generation forms a degree. Second, line relationship. A series of degree forms a line which may be either direct or collateral. In the line, as many degrees are counted as there are generations or persons including the progenitor. A. Direct line. 
A direct line is that constituted by the series of degrees among ascendants and descendants. In the direct line, ascent is made to the common ancestor. Thus, the child is one degree removed from the parent, two from the grandfather, and three from the great-grandfather, grandparent. One, descending line. Two, ascending line. The direct line is either descending or ascending. The former unites the head of the family with those who descend from him. The latter binds a person with those from whom he descends. B. Collateral line. A collateral line is that constituted by the series of degrees among persons who are not ascendants and descendants but who come from a common ancestor. In the collateral line, ascent is made to the common ancestor and then descent is made to the person with whom the computation is to be made. Thus, a person is two degrees removed from the, his brother, three from his uncle, who is the brother of his father, four from his first cousin, and so forth. Three, blood relationship. A, full blood relationship. Full blood relationship is that existing between persons who have the same father and the same mother. B, half blood relationship. Half blood relationship is that existing between persons who have the same father but not the same mother or the same mother but not the same father. Fourth, right of accrual of relatives of the same degree except in right of representation. If there are several relatives of the same degree and one or some of them are unwilling or incapacitated to succeed, his proportion shall accrue to the others of the same degrees. Save the right of representation when it should take place. 5. Repudiation and its effects. If the inheritance should be repudiated by the nearest relative, should there be one only or by all the nearest relatives called by law to succeed? Should there be several, those of the following degree shall inherit in their own right and cannot represent the person or persons repudiating the inheritance. Right of Representation Representation is a right created by fiction of law by virtue of which the representative erases to the place and the degrees of the person represented and acquires the rights which the latter would have it if he were living or if he could have inherited. By operation of law, the representative is called to the succession by the law and not by the person represented. The representative does not succeed the person represented but the one whom the person represented would have succeeded. The representative A. Who the representative succeeds. The representative does not succeed the person represented but the one whom the person represented would have succeeded. B. Legal capacity required. In order that representation may take place, it is necessary that the representative himself be capable of succeeding the decedent. Right of representation A. Only in the direct descending line. The right of representation takes place in the direct descending line but never in the ascending. B. Only the children of siblings in case of collateral line. In the collateral line, it takes place only in favor of the children or brothers or sisters whether they have or they be or the uh, full blood or half blood. Persterpice Division Whenever there is succession by representation, the division of the estate shall be made per stirpes, in such manner that the representative or representative shall not inherit more than what the person they represent would inherit if he were 
uh, living or could inherit. Children of siblings A. If with uncles or aunts, but they alone survive, they shall inherit in equal portions. B. If alone, when the children of one or more brothers or sisters of the deceased survive, they shall inherit from the latter by representation, if they survive with their uncles and aunts. Representative Representative of A. Representative who renounce inheritance of persons he represents. A person may represent him whose inheritance he has renounced. B. Repudiating heirs no representation. Heirs who repudiate their share may not be represented. Descending direct line. 1. Priority to descending direct line. Succession pertains in the first place to the descending direct line. Second, legitimate children and their descendants or adopted children. Legitimate children and their descendants succeed the parents and other ascendants without distinction as to sex or age and even if they should come from different marriages. An adopted child succeeds to the property of the adopting parents in the same manner as a legitimate child. In their own right, the children of the deceased shall always inherit from him in their own right dividing the inheritance in equal shares. Combination in their own right plus right of succession. Should children of the deceased and descendants of other, of other children who are dead survive, the former shall inherit in their own right, and the latter by right of representation. The grandchildren and other descendants shall inherit by right of representation, and in any one of them should have died, leaving several years, the portion pertaining to him shall be divided among the latter in equal portions. Death of adopted child without children or descendants. In case of the death of an adopted child leaving no children or descendants, his parents and relatives by consanguinity and not by adoption shall be his legal heirs. If with illegitimate children. If illegitimate children survive with legitimate children, the shares of the former shall be in the proportion prescribed by Article 895. In ascending direct line, 1. Parents. In default of legitimate children and descendants of the deceased, his uh, parents and ascendants shall inherit from him to the exclusion of collateral relatives. A. Equal shares. With exception, the father and mother, if living, shall inherit in equal shares. Should one only of them survive, he or she shall succeed to the entire estate of the child. In default of parents. A. Ascendants, nearest in degree. In default of the father and mother, the ascendants, nearest in degree, shall inherit. Division. A. More than one of equal degree in same line. Should there be more than one of equal degrees belonging to the same line, they shall divide the inheritance per capita. B. Equal degree but different line. Should they be of different lines but of equal degree, one half shall go to the paternal and the other half to the maternal ascendants. C. Its line. In its line, the division shall be made per capita. Illegitimate children. 1. As an heir. A. If with legitimate ascendants, if legitimate ascendants are left, the illegitimate children shall divide the inheritance with them, taking one half of the estates, whatever be the number of the ascendants or of the illegitimate children. In the absence of legitimate descendants or ascendants, the illegitimate children shall succeed to the inter-estate of the deceased. 1. Transmissible to descendants. 
the hereditary rights granted by the two preceding articles to illegitimate children shall be transmitted upon their death to their descendants who shall inherit by right of representation from their deceased grandparent. C. If with ascendants or another deceased illegitimate child. If, together with illegitimate children, there should survive descendants of another illegitimate child who is dead, the former shall succeed in their uh, own right and the latter by right of representation. Second, transmissible to descendants. The hereditary rights granted by the two preceding articles to illegitimate children shall be transmitted upon their death to their descendants and shall inherit by right of representation from their deceased grandparents. As descendant, A. Parent or parents. If an illegitimate child should die without issue, either legitimate or illegitimate, his father or mother shall succeed to his entire estate. And if the child's filiation is duly proved as both parents who are born or who are both living, they shall inherit from him uh, shares uh, and uh, share alike. B. Surviving spouse. In default of the father or mother, an illegitimate child shall be succeeded by his or her surviving spouse who shall be entitled to the entire estate. C. Surviving spouse plus siblings, nephews, and nieces. If the widow or widower should survive with brothers and sisters, nephews, and nieces, she or he shall inherit one half of the estate, and the latter the other half. Collateral relatives. 1. As an ear. A. Collateral relatives as sole ears. If there are no descendants, ascendants, illegitimate children, or surviving, uh, the collateral relatives shall succeed to the entire estate of the deceased in accordance with the following articles. B. Siblings, full blood. Should that only survivors be brothers and sisters of the full blood, they shall in equal shares. C. Siblings, full blood plus nephews and nieces for other siblings, full blood. Should brothers and sisters survive together with nephews and nieces who... Uh, who are the children of the descendants uh, brother or descendants brother and sisters of the full blood? The former shall inherit per capita and the latter per sterpes. D. Siblings full blood plus sibling half blood. Should brother and sisters of the full blood survive together with brothers and sisters of the half blood, the former shall be entitled to a share double than that of the latter. Siblings of half blood. In case brothers and sisters of the half-blood, some on the father's and some on the mother's side are the only survivors, uh, all shall inherit in equal shares without distinction as to the origin of the property. Children of siblings half-blood Children of brothers and sisters of the half-blood shall succeed per praquita or per stirpice in accordance with the rules laid down to the brothers and sisters of that full blood. In default of G, in default of siblings, other collateral relatives, should there be neither brothers nor sisters nor children or brothers or sisters, the other collateral relatives shall succeed to the estate. The latter shall succeed without distinction of lines or preference among them. Reason of relationship by the whole blood. Second, limitation up to fifth degree of relationship. The right to inherit ab, uh, in this in this tato, shall not extend beyond the fifth degrees of relationship in the collateral line. State 1. As an heir. Last default heir. In default of persons entitled to succeed in accordance with the provisions of the preceding section, the state shall inherit the whole estate. 
1. Personal property and 2. Real property. After the payment of debts and charges, the personal property shall be assigned to the municipality or city where the deceased last resided in the Philippines and the real estate to the municipalities or cities respectively in which the same is situated. Third, if decedent not a resident of Philippines, if the deceased never resided in the Philippines, the whole estate shall be assigned to the respective municipalities or cities where the same is located. Such estate shall be for the benefit of public schools and public charitable institutions and centers in such municipalities or cities, the court shall distribute the estate as the respective needs or as the respective needs of its beneficiary may warrant. Second, years action to recover. The five-year prescription. If a person legally entitled to the estate of the deceased appears and uh, files a claim, thereto with the court within five years from the date of the property was delivered to the state. Such person shall be entitled to the possession of the same, or if sold, the municipality or city shall be accountable to him for such part of the proceeds as may not uh, have been lawfully uh, spent. Provisions common to the state and interstate succession. 1. Right of accretion. Accretion is a right by virtue of which when two or more persons are called to the same inheritance, device or legacy, the part assigned to the one who renounces or cannot receive his share or who died before the testator is added or incorporated to that of his co-heirs, co-devices, or co-legatis. Requirements In order that the right of accretion may take place in the testamentary succession, it shall be necessary, one, that two or more persons be called to the same inheritance or that the same portion thereof pro individual, and second, that the one uh, of the persons thus called die before the testator or renounce the inheritance or be incapacitated to receive it. Terms, the words one half priests or equal shares or any other uh, which, though designating an aliquot part, do not identify it by such description or shall make its ear the exclusive owner of determinative property shall not exclude the right of accretion in case of money or fungible goods. If the share of its ear is not earmarked, there shall be a right of accretion. Repudiated shares In legal succession, the share of the person who repudiates the inheritance shall always accrue to his co-heirs. Same proportion as the inherit. The heirs to whom the portion goes by the right of accretion take it in the same uh, proportion that they inherit. Succeed to all rights and obligations. The heirs to whom the inheritance accrues shall succeed uh, to all the rights and obligations which the heir who renounced or could not receive uh, would have been had. B. Compulsory heirs. Accretion to free portion only. Among the compulsory heirs, the right of accretion shall take place only when the preportion is left to two or more of them, or to any one of them and to a stranger. 2. Repudiated legitim, no accretion. Should the part repudiated be the legitim, the other co-heirs shall succeed to it in their own right and not by the right of accretion. C. Testamentary succession. 1. Vacant portion to legal heirs. 
In testamentary successions, when the right of accretion does not take place, the vacant portion of the instituted heirs, if no substitute has been designated, shall pass to the legal heirs of the testator who shall receive it with the same charge and obligations, devices, legatis, and usufructuaries. Accretion shall also take place among devices, legatis, and usufructuaries under the same condition established for uh, heirs. Capacity to succeed by will or intestacy. Who may succeed? Requirements. A. Not incapacitated by law. Persons not incapacitated by law may succeed by will or the ab intestato. The provisions uh, relating to incapacity by will are equally applicable to intestate succession. B. Leaving at the moment uh, successions opens with exception. In order to be capacitated to inherit, the heir, devices, or legatis must be living at the moment the successors opens, except in case of representation when it is proper. 1. Conceived child at the time of descendant's date, uh, death. A child already conceived at the time of the death of the descendant is capable of succeeding, provided it be born later under the condition prescribed in Article 41. For civil purposes, the fetus is considered born if it is alive at the time it is completely delivered from the mother's womb. However, if the fetus had an intrauterine life of less than 7 months, it is not deemed born if it, it dies within 24 hours after its complete delivery from the mother or from the maternal womb. Second, entities as heirs and testamentary disposition, with exception. A testamentary disposition may be made to the state, province, municipal, corporations, private corporations, organizations, or associations for religious, scientific, cultural, educational, or charitable purposes. All other corporations or entities may succeed under a will unless there is a provision to the contrary in their charter or the uh, laws of their creation and always subject to the same. Third, law of the nation of the descendant. Capacity to succeed is governed by the law of the nation of the descendant. B. Who are incapable of succeeding or persons prohibited from succeeding. In general, the following are incapable of succeeding. 1. The priest who heard the confession of the testator during his last illness or the minister of the gospel who extended spiritual aid to him during the same period. Second, the relatives of such priests or minister of the gospel within the fourth degree, the church, order, chapter, community, organization, or institution to which such priests or minister may belong. Third, a guardian with respect to testamentary disposition given by a ward in his favor before the final accounts of the guardianship have been approved, even if the testator should die after the approval thereof. Nevertheless, any provision made by the ward in favor of the guardian when the latter is his ascendant, descendant, brother, sister, or spouse shall be valid. Fourth, any attesting witness to the execution of a will, the spouse, parents, or children, or anyone claiming under such witness, spouse, parents, or children. Five. Any physician, surgeon, nurse, health officer, or druggist who took care of the testator during his last illness. And six, individuals, association, and corporation not permitted by the law to inherit. Second, by reason of unworthiness. The following are incapable of succeeding by reason of unworthiness. One, parents who have abandoned their children or induced their daughters to lead a corrupt or immoral life or attempted against their virtue. 
Second, any person who has been convicted of an attempt against the life of the testator, his or her spouse, descendants, or descendants. Third, any person who has accused the testator of a crime for which the law prescribes a judgment for six months or more if the accusation has been found groundless. Fourth, any heir of full age who, having knowledge of the violent death of the testator, should fail to report it uh, to an officer of the law within a month unless the authorities have already taken action. The provision shall not apply to cases wherein, according to law, there is no obligation to make an accusation. 5. Any person convicted of adultery or concubinates with the spouse of the testator. 6. Any person who by fraud, violence, intimidation, or undue influence should cause the testator to make a will or to change one already made. 7. Any person who by the same means prevents another from making a will or from revoking one already made or who supplants, conceals, or alters the latter's will. And 8. Any person who falsifies or forges a supposed will of the descendant. Third, Void Dispositions a testamentary provision in favor of a disqualified person, even though made under the guise of an onerous contract or made through an intermediary, shall be void. A. If with knowledge of unworthiness at time of uh, will-making, the cause of unworthiness shall be without effect if the testator had knowledge thereof at the time he made the will, or it having known of them subsequently, he should condone them in writing. Fourth, When to judge capacity. A. In general, at time of death, in order to judge the capacity of the heir, devices or legatis, his qualification at the time of the death of the decedent shall be the criterion. B. Final judgment. C. Expiration of month. In cases falling under number 235 of Article 1032, it shall be necessary to wait until final judgment is surrendered and in the case falling under number 4, the expiration of the month allowed for the report. B. Time of compliance. If the institution, device, or legacy should be conditional, the time of the compliance with the condition shall be uh, considered. Fifth, a person excluded is a child or descendant. If the person excluded from the inheritance by reason of incapacity should be a child or descendant of the descendant and should have children or descendants, the latter shall acquire his right to their legitimate. The person so excluded shall not enjoy the use of rock and administration of the property thus inherited by his children. 6. Excluded heir A. Alienation B. Administration Alienations of hereditary property and acts of administration performed by the excluded heir before the judicial order of exclusion are valid as to the third persons who accept in good faith, but the co-heir shall have a right to recover damages from the disqualified heir. C. Right to indemnity. The unworthy heir who is excluded from the succession has a right to demand indemnity or any expenses incurred in the preservation of the hereditary property and to enforce such credits as he may have against the state. D. Obligation to return property with accessions. E. Liability for fruits and rents. Any person incapable of succession who, disregarding the prohibition stated in the preceding articles, entered into the possession of the hereditary property, shall be obliged to return it together it, uh, it, its accessions. He shall be liable for all the fruits and rents he may have received or could have received through the exercise of due diligence. 
seven action for declaration of incapacity, recovery of inheritance, and the five-year prescription. The action for declaration of incapacity and for the recovery of the inheritance, device, or legacy shall be brought within five years from the time the disqualified person took possession thereof. It may be brought by anyone who may have an interest in the succession. Donations 1. Donations inter vivos The provisions mentioned in Article 739 concerning donations inter vivos shall apply to the testamentary provisions. The following donations shall be void. Those made between persons who were guilty of adultery or concubinage at the time of the donation. Second, those made uh, between persons found guilty of the same criminal offense in consideration thereof. Third, those made to a public officer or his wife, descendants and ascendants by reason of his office. In the case referred to, a number one, the action for declaration of nullity may be brought by the spouse of the donor or donee, and the guilt of the donor and donee may be proved by preponderance of evidence in the same action. Second, for prayers and pious works. Should the testator dispose of the whole or part of his property for prayers and pious works for the benefit of his soul, in general term and without specifying its application, the executor with the court's approval shall deliver one half thereof or its proceeds to the church or denomination to which the testator may belong to be used uh, or such prayers and pious works and other half to the state for the purpose mentioned in Article 1013. Third, for poor in general. Testamentary provision in favor of the poor in general without designation of particular persons or any or community shall be deemed limited to the poor living in the domicile of the testator at time of his death until it should clearly appear that his intention was otherwise. The designation of the person who are to be considered as poor and the distribution of the property shall be made by the person appointed by the testator for the purpose in default of such person by the executor and should there be no executor by the justice of the peace, the mayor and the municipal treasurer who shall decide by majority of votes all questions that may arise. In all these cases, the approval of the court at first instance shall be necessary. The preceding paragraph shall apply when the testator has disposed of his property in favor of the poor of a dependent locality.